we're seeing kids leaving soccer and basketball and football because they're seeing, you know, people like Anna Lee just turned sure. 16, you know, dominating yeah. pickleball. Welcome to the future of pickleball. This show, we discuss where the sport's going and we talk to the people that are leading the charge. The sport of pickleball's on fire, we all know that, but where is it going? I have George with me from The Pickler. We are gonna talk to him about a really cool program they're doing. George, tell us first, the Pickler's in Salt Lake City proper or are you throughout the valley? Yeah, so we, we actually have six locations in Utah and then one outside of Colorado. So. Uh, Logan, Ogden, two in Salt Lake, uh, Kaysville, Utah, and then St. George. Okay. So we're, we're, we're dotting Utah a little bit right yeah. now. And it is, it is, tell me, one of the things that I was really looking forward to uh, getting a chance to talk to you is we're hearing about pickle entertainment centers yeah. all over the country, usually one here, one there. People try and feel their way. How have you gotten to the point of having seven locations? What's your strategy? Yeah. Yeah, and we call those entertainments, right? They, they serve a, a great purpose. I think they still do a great job of getting people that might uh, not be pickleball addicts or, or, you know, people proper pickleball people to, uh, you know, introduce them to the game. One of the, the great things about the pickler is we focus as well on the new pickleball player, but also helping the the player that wants to play more advanced or even the pros you know such we got a lot of pros in utah that come and train at the facilities and so we actually uh you know the story is actually very unique on how how it started so myself and and my business part, partner austin so we're the co-founders of the pickler uh utah a lot of people you know when they think of where's the mecca of pickleball they think florida california we'll we'll say that utah always is because of how many courts and players there are and so we'd go to parks, and, and it's always busy. You know, I got six kids under the age of nine, so you can only imagine getting a babysitter, yeah. how difficult that is. My business partner, Austin, has two, and we'd go and, you know, we'd go play for two hours and get two games in just because it was so busy. Sure. And so the idea of, you know, a dedicated indoor facility was, was born, and, you know, that's how the, the pickler started. You know, I'd like to just talk, a lot of people I don't think probably in our viewing audience realize how developed Utah is as a pickleball center, yeah. and obviously the greater Salt Lake Valley. Uh, talk about that a little bit, cause it, and, and really talk about the magnitude of what's there. Yeah. No, you, you bring up a, a, a great point. I think sometimes Utah, um, it, it's a hidden gem in, in the United States of, of what we, we provide to the country. and. Uh, anywhere from you know tech jobs to beautiful mountains that you can ski, but pickleball is just really really taken off. And I think we just have really good ambassadors of the game. Uh, you know Tyler Loon, Callie Smith, Elise Jones, Megan Dazon, Marietta uh, Wright. I mean Spencer Smith. The list goes on and on what pros are there, but they give back to the community, right? They understand that they started somewhere. And so they're, they're great about being in the facilities. They're great about playing with uh, people at parks. And so they're, they're, they've been really great ambassadors of the sport. Uh, and, and I think uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs in Utah too, right? The PPA. Uh, sure. 
was Utah based. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. They started there. They started. I in, forget that. Yeah, yeah. Sandy, Utah. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of entrepreneurs that in Utah that that kind of saw where where pickleball was heading, and I think that was another thing too for for me and Austin um, that that we saw early on. We opened our first location, not really knowing what we had. Um, and we saw a lot of people coming in the communities, the, the community of pickleball and what it creates. And people, I think we just want to be around other people. And pickleball does that, right? When, when you see headlines that, you know, pickleball is going to save the world, I firmly believe that. Very nice. Because it, think about what, what it does for someone's mental health, for, uh, you know, friendships and communities. We start looking after each other when it comes, you know, to the pickleball community. Uh, and then just health benefits overall. You know, people are active. And, you know, COVID got people out and playing. Yeah, actually, we've had a, a, a very recent development you might not have heard about. But we're here in the, in the uh, uh, end of January in 2023. And two weeks from now, at the Super Bowl experience, there will be a pickleball venue. And it was requested by the NFL. Wow. Alumni Association, they want to encourage retired pro football players to get into pickleball for its health and wellness That's incredible. community. It is, and this will be, be the first Super Bowl that this will be part of, but we're really hoping we're going to be running this program for the NFL. We're very excited about it, but the kind of things you're talking about, People I talk to, it is the community and the health and wellness pieces. There's all the other fun, competitive, yeah. exciting things. Is that is that something you would agree? You see that as well? Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I took a video today of, of the venue at MLP and just the hundreds of people that were sure. that were watching, the, the yeah. cheering. And, and for people to say that pickleball is not a spectator sport, it's like, well, you've never been to a pro event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it, it's exciting, right? And I think I think for the longest time it it did have a little bit of a stigma where it was oh this is a, a sport for older people. We've seen that transition quite a bit. You know the millennials. I'm a millennial. Sure. We're really starting to gravitate to it, right? Because it, it again I, I think the millennials too they they've always loved a sense of of, of community and right. so I I think they're they're gravitating to that and so I think the 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 pro circuit is going to just continue to get. Bigger and bigger. I mean, today was day one of Major League Pickleball. How many people were there? Right. It was crazy. Yep. It and, sure and, is. And we've been to about four events. Um, Championship Sunday, I can imagine it's going to be hard to find a seat. That, is, that place will be nuts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very yeah. nice. Now, I wanted to ask you, you, uh, you, you talk about millennials obviously coming mm -hmm. into the game. As we're, seeing, as we're seeing the game get younger and younger, do you have much involvement with the youth side, yeah. the real youth, the under 18s? A hundred percent, because they're they're the the ones that are going to carry this sport on, right? And so, <clears throat> so far, we've seen a lot of uh, college tennis players transition to pickleball, and that's what's making up, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the the top pros uh, in the world. But you think about someone like Dylan Frazier, you know, Selkirk athlete, perfect example, right? He is all pickleball. True. I mean, he he was. He, you know, from a very young age, started playing pickleball. Uh, you know, I have a very uh, unique story. We were um, at a major uh, tennis brand uh, headquarters uh, or U.S. headquarters here in the United States in Colorado, and we were discussing the youth of pickleball and, and the transition that we're going to start to see. 
and it was funny because uh, the, the the marketing uh, the marketing president was talking about how he had just lost to two 17-year-olds in the 5.0 tournaments. Wow. And I said, pulled out my phone. I said, was it this, this kid here? He's like, yeah. I, I had seen that he, <laughs> one of our employees had traveled to Denver to play in that tournament. Two, the 16 and the 17-year-old, you know, oh, cool. came in from, from Utah into Denver and, and uh, you know, beat, beat some of these guys. And they're like, well, this is, their whole lives have been pickleball. Right. And so one of the, the unique things that the, the Pickler offers is, is the ability to have youth programs, after-school programs. We have a tournament uh, April 15th where we have 15 high schools committed to playing an MOP-style Perfect. Perfect. It, it's going to be incredible. So it's, it's, uh, we're seeing kids leaving soccer and basketball and football because they're seeing you know, people like Anna Lee just turned sure. 16, you know, dominating yeah. pickleball. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's very cool. I, I would love to stay in touch with you on that because that, to me, I'm, I've been passionately involved in trying to help develop and grow youth pickleball. Yeah. We need case studies like what you're doing. How did you do it? What were the mechanics that made these things happen? Yeah. Uh, um, anything in particular on that order that you can think of? What we try and do with this show as an example is if people are listening, they may be in, in Des Moines, Iowa, and go, we don't have any youth programs going on, but I saw a guy on, on the tube talking about how it happened <laughs> yep. in, in Utah. And, and I can tell you how. Please, do. Yeah, it, it has to come from passionate community leaders that are, uh, you know, that love the sport, right? Tammy Worston is our, our uh, you know, she's, she's the godmother of pickleball in, in the area that we're in. Yeah. Uh, for us, older, older lady, but she cares about, seeing the game grow and she understands it, it comes from the youth. She goes and she has free time and she goes to high schools and encourage them, encourages them to organize their clubs, right? So it, it's the hard outreach, somebody going into those yes. schools and talking to the school administrators. Yeah, and it has to be people that, that really can see that uh, the benefits that we talked about, right? Because we, we live in, the, in a generation where this is, this is life, you know, VR is going to now continue to dominate sure. uh, you know kids lives and we need them out there we need them active and and people that are passionate about growing the game they understand it has to come from 8 to 18 yep and that's the next the next uh, phase that needs to happen well, the would, 8 to 18 year olds I would to love to stay in touch with you on that and and I'm actually planning on being in Utah in probably May or early June yeah. And one of the things that I'd like to do is if I could ever shoot video cover what's really going on, I think we'll have people all over the United States going, oh my goodness, what can I do in my community to do that? Yeah, that would and be And if great. we could come up with some tools for them, that, that could be a real mover. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of opportunities for brands like Silkirk to, to play a part. One of the unique things that we talk about in, with these uh, high school kids is growing up, there was always that kid that, what was a sponsored snowboarder or skateboarder and we're like man this kid's this kid's sponsored he's he's you know the real deal there's an opportunity for Silkirk a company like Silkirk to step in and start sponsoring these these young kids that sure they also will be the the community influencers right. in their own high school right the, the kids that really care will want to grow the sport too and so I, I think companies like the Pickler and Silkirk there there's a huge responsibility that lies on us too to to not only give them a, a, a facility to be trained um, by 
by people that care about the game, but then also companies that can provide the equipment and sure. and, and the spotlight to do it like a company like Selkirk. Well, and, and I think we're very much on the same page that way. The, the struggle that I've seen, I've been in the pickleball game for over a decade, and I've, I've raised kids in sports, and I've wanted to see the, the, the sport of pickleball really catch on with younger people, and we've, we've had some kind of missteps and some not get going and some things just didn't happen. With what you're describing, Utah, by having the number of quality players you've got already and the, the training, I know how deeply Tyler's been involved with yeah. helping youth become, and I've seen many of these kids that are now starting to show up in the, in the street, when this next group that you're talking about in high school kids have those older kids to mentor them and teach them and train them and push them, that's where sports magic starts to happen. Exactly, yeah. No, the, the, the game of pickleball is, like you said, it's on fire. I, I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to go to the water cooler during the, the week now and not hear about a pickleball game that you played that week or, yeah. you know, I, I finally learned to play pickleball or, you know, the excitement of pickleball is just going to continue to spread. And, and so it's, it's uh, you know, it's going to start from very passionate parents now um, to get their youth in. And so you're... I think we're going to see uh, quite the transition happen this cool. year. Cool. I want to take a, a, a step into the business side of the sport. So, so you guys have come in. You're up to seven locations. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously must be satisfied with the business model. Yeah. And and was there anything was there anything that that people who might have a vision of of developing uh, uh, entertainment pickleball centers. Um, Things that you found or discovered, either whether it was through financing packages or any, were there any tricks or, or things that you, you learned that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we created, uh, the Pickler actually was created to be a 24-7 gym, just come and, and play pickleball. Uh, we learned real quick that is not what people want. What people want is the ability to come into a tournament, to, to come to a clinic, to an open play, to uh, a, a league and learn. Right, they they want to be uh, embraced in, in a community. And the Pickler, uh, what we learned real quick is is we needed to provide those sorts of programs that that brought people in, but brought them together. Right, and so we learned that real quick. Um, we also uh, just didn't understand too just how fast people would would come in to, and and stick around. Uh, and so immediately, myself and my business partner Austin started getting calls from people and. Arizona and Florida and, and, and Texas and Washington and they were starting to come in and what are you guys doing you know wh- how can we replicate this and then that's that's kind of when we started to figure out that we had something pretty unique right and so we we had some early investors and uh, you know recently uh, we were raising our series A right now so our, our goal is to do uh, 40 locations and then an additional Forty in three years. Fantastic. And then eighty franchises in three years. So at an average, you know, rate of eight courts per facility, you know, we we're we really want to be the largest provider of pickleball courts in the nation. We're we're in three years we believe that we can do that. Well, I'm gonna help you with that yeah. because I've got a spot that I live that <laughs> desperately needs a pickler. Where's that at? Surprise, Arizona, which is one of the hottest pickleball centers in the country. Yeah. So let's talk when we're done here about how we get the pickler in surprise. <laughs> that, that would be great. That Very would be nice. Great. Very nice. Now, uh, as you talk about this, and, and one of the things that I think can be beneficial to other people about this kind of enormous rollout, 
how, what do you look at demographically? How do you find a market that you think you want to step into? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing that we're seeing is uh, cities and private companies just can't provide courts fast enough for the growth right. of this game. Absolutely. You know? And so one of the things that we really focus is trying to figure out where are those areas that are underserved where people are really passionate about pickleball, right? And so we, we, we have a, a magic sauce that, that we have of certain uh, different data points that we look at. Um, you know, I'd have to have you sign the NDA, Paul, to share that with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> put a blindfold on and cover my mouth. Um, but, but I think the biggest thing is just figuring out where the pickleball players are and what markets are underserved. I, but, you know, a, a, or two years ago when we started this business, right, there's little segments here and there of, yeah, this could, this could support it. Every city we're looking at now is thousands of pickleball players, small amounts of courts. Sure. Right. And so I, I think, um, you know, these, these, these companies that are doing, doing entertainments, the unfortunate thing is that it can take a year and a half, two years before they're up and running. Right. right. The great thing about the Pickler, our model is we can have eight to 10 court facility up and running within three to six months. Oh my God. How do you do that? Uh, and again, we, we, it's a special sauce that we have, but I think, uh, one of the great things we do is, is we find these buildings that are sitting in our communities that have been sitting for three years, 25,000, 30,000 square feet, oh. and we give them life again. Wow. And, and so there's not very many people out there uh, in the country that, that are saying, hey, you know, we want to raise our hands to put a, a business in such a big facility, but we're willing to do that, right? And so we all have communities that have... Uh, old Kmart or an old Bed Bath & Beyond are buildings that just are an eyesore. And we, we, uh, we provide world-class uh, indoor pickleball facilities, and we can do that pretty quickly. Very impressive. I'm going to tell you, I know we're going to get a lot of interest from people who are, are whether they're interested on the franchise side or whether they're interested yeah. on how do, we, how do we reach out to the pickler to, find, to see if there's a way for sure. that their demographic works for you? How do they go about that? Yeah, you know, everyone somehow is, is uh, finding us, uh, at least myself or my business partner on LinkedIn or Instagram, or, you know, they're coming into their, our chat groups. I mean, every week it, we have five to ten people raising their hands saying, hey, I have a building that I think you guys should look at. Or be, hey, I, I want a, an, a franchise opportunity, right? I, I think um, the crazy thing is, is all of uh, 2022, we had three full-time employees. And then we had a lot of uh, part-time uh, employees that had full-time jobs, right? And so what we were able to create uh, in 2022, you know, we're, we're very proud of what we did. We're going to do it right in 2023. We're going to hire the right people to bring them on to help with scalability, We've been able to figure out our programs. We've been able to figure out, uh, you know, all of the, the construction portion, whether it's same court layouts or, or court colors, materials, et cetera, to, to be able to, prov you know, provide these franchises or our buildings with, with the best quality. And so I, the, the best way to reach out is, you know, shoot me an email. It, Perfect. Jorge, J-O-R-G-E at thepickler.com. So no E. But, yeah, they can, they can shoot us an email and, We'd love to entertain anyone because there's a lot of passionate business-minded people that love pickleball. Yes, there and are. This is a great opportunity. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I, I did not realize you guys were going as fast as you are. I knew yeah. you were going pretty fast. 
but in what I do in the sport of pickleball, I'm meeting people all over the country that are, are asking the who, what, why, how can I get involved? I know yeah. that the market's there. I think you're doing the industry a great service yeah. and, and laying out that model and what you're talking about with your youth program, those kinds of things. I think those are game changers that the sport nationwide can benefit from. How about you and I stay in touch on that, and maybe we have another one of these conversations I, I would love not that. too far down I, the road. I would love that. Let's let's continue to figure out how to the future of pickleball. It's it's a bright one, so let's figure out how to continue to do that. Cool, ladies and gentlemen, it can't get much better than this. Look for a pickler coming to your backyard <laughs> pretty true. soon. Thanks so much. Uh -huh.